Hey, what's up, everyone? We're back because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. Wow. Um, welcome to the prodigals podcast where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. There are a lot of things that are not preached in the church or talked about during Bible studies, and that's why we are here for you to discuss them. Uh, my name is Mark, and I'm joined by Billy and Jed. Mm-hmm. Alan is preparing for a sermon. Oh, so holy. The other one, <laughs> so holy. Arwen, on the other hand, cannot join us tonight. Because his Enrique's baby has arrived. Woo! Congratulations, yes. Arwen. We just want to welcome Enrica. Ethan Miles Prudent Shadow to the world. And we just want to say congratulations to the happy couple on the arrival of their long awaited child. Brother Man AP is now Father Man AP. Isn't that crazy? Um, <laughs> like he gets, he can celebrate Father's Day this year. I know, just made just it in time. <laughs> That's crazy. Just made it. Yeah. See how clutch Arwen is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. So we have another table talks episode for you, and it's a good one. So as the title suggests, we will we will be talking about the connection between our faith and career. And it's a very important topic because work is a big portion of our lives. It is said, did you guys know this? I didn't know this. But it is said that a person will spend an average of 90,000 hours at work during uh, his or her lifetime. So I'd say that's That's a pretty big um, portion of uh, someone's life. Yep. And so, so long. Well, we'll be talking about that. Table talks. So first of all, let's define vocation. Um, let's define vocational discipleship. What is vocational discipleship, and why is it important? Pretty much, <clears throat> what vocational discipleship is. Uh, it's a process uh, by which. Uh, we would help someone understand their role in the workplace in terms of mm-hmm. their calling and what has God called them to do mm-hmm. and that they are made in the image of God to do things in the world and that is m- meant to bring God glory and to do good. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much like a discipleship uh, mentoring uh, where an experienced person in a specific work pl- workplace would mentor someone who is younger, who's maybe they just graduated or maybe they want to get into a specific type of <clears throat> career. And that experienced person, um, a believer, will be you know, mentoring someone and how they can make a difference for Jesus in their specific workplace and their specific mm-hmm. calling. Um, and mm-hmm. that is pretty much what vocational discipleship is. And it links, really, it talks about the importance of working with the mindset of the overall picture of the gospel and your faith and how you can bring in and integrate your faith into your workplace. Mm. That's so huge because I feel like that is not a thing that exists within the church base that I'm aware of because this is literally my first time hearing about vocational discipleship did mm-hmm. not know this existed because yeah. it just makes so much sense it makes so much sense mm-hmm. it just makes logical sense if I am a let's say I'm a firefighter and this kid in my church yeah he just graduated high school and he's like I want to be a firefighter and then you have all this experience of firefighting but also yeah. you've also experienced with like the gospel and how, how you live out your faith within that vocation mm-hmm. it just makes so much sense like why wasn't this a, a thing when we grew up <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah I th- it's pr- it's pretty interesting um like i 
I don't think it's necessarily like the first time I've heard of it. Um, but I've only heard like echoes, like a, a friend of mine would be like, yeah, meeting up with someone older. He's really like showing me the ropes about like, you know, my, my faith. So it'd be like a little bit more general, almost like, uh, like just like a, like a spiritual mentorship, uh, which in most cases, that's what it would end up being like. Um, but with vocational discipleship, that seems a lot more like intentional, uh, kind of like, you know, what are your gifts or what is, what is God trying to call you to? Um, questions about um, how do we bridge your faith and, and Christianity um, and such. Mm. So, and I think those are conversations that we, yeah, like what you said, Billy, like that I kind of wish that we had when we were younger <laughs> Like, yeah. I remember, like, as a, as a high school student, like, oh, we had no idea what we want to do. So we just kind of just follow whatever our parents want us to do <laughs> or, or, whatever, right. or what we think or what our school or what our classmates are telling us that we should get into and what's the more successful. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we, we got guidance in terms of career, but not with bridging with career and, and faith. faith, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, there's definitely a big gap within the church and and in, in integrating your faith within uh, your vocation because it's not a highly talked about topic or it's not like a discussion that happens even within like even within my circle of friends and community we just we're just like oh yeah we just go to work and yeah we work and we'll just go to church and then our church community will be our church community and that'll be it and then mm-hmm. you're it's like yeah. you know we put your life in a bo- in bo- different boxes and like your work box is your work box your church box is your church box uh so yeah this is like pretty crucial because i feel like some christians they it's maybe they may have like a uh, a hard time with integrating their faith within the work because maybe the work that they do isn't as hands-on or as i guess like human interaction in the sense uh because like for me um i'm a nurse so it it's been, it's been like really easy for me um just from my personal experience because like i'm hands-on with people and i interact with like strangers and my co co my colleagues like every single day and it's yeah. easy for me to really live out my faith and in interacting and trying to live live out uh, a life that is like loving and um worthy of the gospel but i i it's hard for me to imagine that and trying to um hash that out with someone who's like maybe at a desk job all day like maybe who's yeah. like working from home on just on a computer and then that's it that's all they they all they do there's no interaction whatsoever so that's that's interesting that's something that we can mm. talk about later but like yeah yeah like i remember like um like several of my classmates when i was taking my undergrad especially ones that i know from like christian fellowships on campus mm-hmm. um the main <laughs> reigning discussion and questions that we we often have is like how is studying glorifying god um uh, right like you know you just study you feel like they're two separate things you know and mm-hmm. and your career is two separate things and it's just interesting like you hear it from all you know different forms of christian faiths and and they all have this very similar questions like why why what am i doing right now that is actually glorifying god is how is school and how is careers related to that mm-hmm. at all so i think that's where we can yeah as you said that there's a really a disconnect between um like having mentors um vocational mentors especially in this kind of like um setting at church yeah and i think it's like another part another reason it's important because one practically gen z or gen z does anyone ever pronounce it whoa gen so z? canadian so canadian, <laughs> <We're> canadian. Um, <laughs> yeah for anyone who doesn't know, we live in Toronto, Canada. So sometimes we pronounce, I mean, the way, the official way of pronouncing z, the letter Z here is Z. Um, why? I don't why did we why. try to be so special? I don't special. know the what origins the of it. Um, <laughs> maybe we can talk about it in a, another episode. There'll be a whole but, episode just on the letter Z. <laughs> the letter Z. But the Gen letter Z, z and faith. <laughs> Gen Z. Um is a generation that's concerned with ambition and their success in the workplace. Um, so practically, it's a way where we can you know, mentor them and how they can live out their faith in the workplace. Also, like maybe 
another reason where why it's important is because for the career itself, not just the spiritual aspect of it, um, it mm. puts people in, t- in a place to succeed uh, when it comes to the actual work. Um, so if you have an experienced person, mm, they can tell you, hey, this is what you should expect. This is how you can succeed in this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what you should watch out for. And this is what people expect of you here um, in this specific type of work. So it's not just the spiritual aspect of it, but also how to perform uh, tangibly in the workplace. And that's also important because we as Christians want to be known as competent people in the workplace mm-hmm. because yeah. like, what if you know most Christians aren't prepared and they go into the workplace and then like, you know, they people find out that they're Christians and then later on they're, they'll be known to not be successful people in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not a good witness. Um, so I think faith when it comes to work, um, it's important to also be somewhat competent because, you know, you don't want people thinking bad about Christians that they're incompetent, right? Um, so I think that's important. Yeah, I I concur in regards to that statement. Like, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, that competency, like, it is, how do you even describe it? It's kind of like, like, you might even have the, you might even have the right like intentions, right? You might be you might be going into the workplace with the with the you know the, the mission of the gospel at heart, mm-hmm. um, but if like our actions do not, uh, you know, yeah, does not reflect uh, into like the workplace, then it's kind of like hard to really bridge that in itself, right? Yeah. I, I think I think one of the examples I can think of is like Joseph. Um, Joseph, when he was, you know, taken into Egypt, he was he was um, he was very competent, <laughs> very competent. That uh, what was his name? I know it's not, it wasn't Pharaoh. It was Potiphar. Uh, Potiphar yeah. yeah, you know, praised mm. him, acclaimed him. You know, just you know the, the way that God has been using him in that workplace, um, um, and, and everything that he does, right? Like it reflects into others because, like, yeah, people do not see, you know, your faith necessarily quote-unquote you know in, in this day and age yeah they won't see like oh yo that guy's a real christian dude you know like, like <laughs> you're not gonna be like that <laughs> what what they're gonna do what they might see is like this guy's hardworking. this guy is dedicated this guy is honest this guy is, is full of integrity in his work and so that's that's something that they'll see and, and i think that's one of the ways that you know like how do how does the gospel fit into that and uh, that's why we need people to just be able to feed, you know, like, yeah, kind of like, yeah, just bouncing off of your thoughts, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that brings us to the question, why do you think the church has ignored um, this aspect of the faith? Like, why do you think the church has ignored vocational discipleship? I mean... I think it's just been a strong disconnect between people's life in the church and then life outside of the church. Mm. That's what I think. Because, yeah, again, like this is the way people have boxed in, boxed their lives into uh, separate, separate things and unable to integrate those things together have been a struggle uh, for the church. And also, I guess, just people, I don't know. I think for me, like for for me personally, maybe it's because people have just been comfortable just like having that split within their life yeah. and not having to live out their faith within their career or their vocation or their job, not feeling the the conviction to be a light within their workplace to mm. to 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 disciple more people to know who Christ is. I mean, people can live on that whole integrity thing like being honest uh being truthful in work uh i guess doing your best like being a yeah again being a good witness but if there's that disconnect when you're not talking about the gospel or not talking about christ or why you're this way in the first place i think that creates that disconnect 
And then you yeah. just leave it just as that. Like, okay, so everyone here within the church were Christians, so we just expect integrity, goodness, truth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we're not going to push you to the bounds of how your faith can influence uh, your work even more and influence your coworkers and also uh, give them the truth of the gospel as well. So I think there's the disconnect between there within the church and career and just like just the divide in life how it's been segregated amongst people that's problem that's what i i think it's why the church hasn't been so strong upon it hmm. yeah I, I can see that there's like a lot of there could be like a lot of the different reasons for sure and i think like a couple of them that come into mind is that you know we we, we do have like solid christians who 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 do believe that there is a strong relationship with their faith in the, in the workplace um um and then they perhaps they have a heart for wanting to mentor someone who's younger but they see that in their church there is no opportunity or space for it mm. and so then they don't right that that could be one reason another one is that perhaps the culture itself or people itself just really do not see um how the two are even related or not even in relationship yeah. at all yeah. right like like a lot of like the people that I know who've, who've gone to work is only for the basis of survival, which in truth is a huge factor to why you get jobs, right? Job security, mm-hmm. financial security means you're not in debt. You're able to pass on like a, you know, like you're able to have a successful life, not necessarily have more money, but able to be stable to mm-hmm. have a decent life. Right. And I, and I think that's like the goal, like some, for some people, that's the goal, right? That's it. That's, that's it. That's, um, but so they so then they don't even know how does how is faith involved and i think that disconnect is where the problem with that disconnect is how it's kind of like they're trying to fit god into the job rather than god being the push to get into that job Mm, yeah right like there because now the job is only based on like survival or or like you know for like just that you know security but like very seldom do i see that oh i i went into um law because i want to defend people who've been incarcerated wrongly and god has been calling me to do this and he has Mm. like people don't you know very often no one really has those yeah (laughs) at least the people that i know right and 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 so it's kind of but but a lot of the people that i know are just like uh yeah it's working you know i just gotta feed my kids but how does god fit into a picture it's almost like you just add god into your life rather than him Mm, being the one the reason why you live um and so i think if the church uh, or the majority of the church, the church leaders or the members are not on that page, then they can't give what they haven't received. And so I think that's mm-hmm. why they're, that's why they, I see that the, there's a disconnect in the church in regards mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like for me, uh, the way I see it too, is that there, you know, the church has ignored vocational discipleship because it has ignored discipleship in the first place so for (laughs) so for the longest while discipleship has not been a focus within the church in terms of like people just mentoring other people or more mature christians um calling putting someone who's younger and less mature under their wing um that hasn't been a focus with especially in the church that i come from uh, it's just now that, you know, even small groups is becoming a practice uh, just recently. And people, I find in my church, still push against the idea of small group and are stubborn against, you know, like anything that takes people out or quote unquote, you know, air quotes, takes people out of the bigger service, um, which I don't know why. They think that because it can only strengthen the bigger church. Uh, so the church has ignored discipleship for the most part, and that's why they you, you won't see as much other mature Christians in the workplace mentoring other young Christians in the workplace because they've ignored the aspect of spiritual discipleship, right? So they they have failed to do that. So why would they move on to 
the other part, which is vocational di- discipleship. Um, yeah, level up, man. <laughs> yeah, and I think as as you were you guys were saying, it's just our faith is compartmentalized. Uh, there's mm-hmm. church, yeah, you know, you go there once a week, and then there's our regular lives. Even family is compartmentalized, and then even work is compartmentalized, and we haven't seen the workplace as a means of introducing people to Jesus. It's always been the big tent or like evangelism. It's always been, oh, invite so-and-so here to this event, uh, invite your friends and family. But what are we doing in our workplace to bring Jesus mm-hmm. into that workplace? So we haven't had that mentality. Mm-hmm. And that's why the church has ignored um this aspect and i don't think necessarily that they want to ignore it uh i don't think that people if if you mention it to leaders i don't think it'll be a bad you know i don't think they'll view it as a bad idea and i thought i don't think it's actively ignored it's just that it hasn't been in anyone's radar and it hasn't come up in their minds so that's why it hasn't it's, it's been overlooked True that. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole this... compartmentalized thing. Oh, 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 oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it just made me think, like, the way if you if you if you shift your perspective into thinking from oh, I need to put God in this box of 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 work, and switching your perspective to okay, my work is going to be my way of worship to God today. Mm. And then that perspective can be placed upon many different things within your life. Like my, the way I treat my family, the way I treat my wife, that's going to be my worship for today. The way I treat myself, that's going to be like worship to God and honoring him and the way I like live out my day. Like for me, <laughs> I struggle with this, like my days off, like how am I going to worship God in, in that sense? So yeah, I think maybe that can help in shifting the perspective in terms of like the compartmentalizing the whole idea of faith and and work and help grow in that whole idea of vocational discipleship. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I agree that people, like if you bring up this concern to the church, they wouldn't like see it. They, they wouldn't think bad of like the ideas posed or they wouldn't like be mm. opposed to like how we've been like negligent in, in discipleship. Um, if anything, um, the lack of action might even just be because that they think that there's something maybe more pressing at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, something to be more fo- focusing on something more on. Um, it's also really hard to see, really hard for um, to call out on people when it comes to just like seeing weekends as like a time to just go to church. Right. And so I think mm. like Billy, you're like uh, pointing out some, some stuff uh, that is important to, to know and which is like how we worship. Um, and I think a lot of people or people who, you know, Christians who go to church just only on the weekends and, um, and believe that's worship, right. Just going to church. That's worship. That's just, that's it. Um mm-hmm. They, they kind of miss they, they, they miss the idea that worship is every day. And so I guess like because, you know, they don't see that worship is important or you can actually be worshiping at a workplace and you can actually be worshiping by, you know, leading and being with your family or worshiping while hanging out with your friends. Like there's a disconnect with how they see worship um, that they're not able to introduce that to younger generations um, because they have uh, an accurate view of what Christian worship really entails. Mm. so it just sounds like to me it sounds like just a lot of like just educating people like making this problem aware to them and or just like telling them like hey like this is something that's on our hearts and on like how we think that christians should be living out a life that is like honoring and worship to god through through your career and through your job so Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, like I don't think I don't think we can pin on pin like the problem on anyone if they don't even know that it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, right. Like there's there's yeah. grace there's grace in that, right? Yeah, definitely. And um, like looking at 
you know, my home church where I grew up in, um, there's definitely ma- the more mature Christians and um, elders, I guess, that you would call them, who you can see in their lives that they pour their <clears throat> hearts into their work. And they do view uh, their faith as a part of their work life. Um, and there's, you know, like the, f- the elders that I respect um, in my home churches do that. And so it's just a matter of putting someone under their wing and letting them know this is, you know, the things that they need to be aware of uh, when they are choosing a career and when they aren't, when the younger people are in that respective career. Um, So it's just a matter of that, uh, a matter of being aware that they do need to teach people, um, especially those who are younger, uh, the ins and outs of, you know, their particular career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways then can we, what are some ways we can broaden our understanding and on the relationship between our faith and our respective careers? Um, there's a sentiment that I, I like uh, when I was at uh, hanging out, when I was hanging out with some of the Christians and the Christian fellowships during undergrad and it was along the lines of discipleship. It's like you can't disciple someone if you haven't been discipled before. And so I think some ways that you can, like we can broaden our understanding on it is to find someone to adopt you almost. Find someone to to, to be under, like be under someone's wing, you know. Find someone who can mentor you vocationally and, and all. Um, it doesn't have to be someone from your church. I think this is what's hard. You got to find someone to adopt you. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> and especially if the, if your church hasn't been as active, right? Um, so maybe there is someone that is, is in the church and there wasn't opportunities to, you know, for like mentorship. And to, so maybe find someone from your church. If not, you know, find other people from other churches, find connections. Um, and so I think that's one thing that you, you can continue to be doing because you can't, yeah, you can't disciple someone if you, you know, you haven't been discipled before. Um, and and the other end of the spectrum is like disciple someone. <laughs> I think while <laughs> yeah. discipling someone, um, you're able to also understand what it means to, to you know, um, uh, you help someone else understand what you've been learning from someone who you've been mentored from. So it's yeah. kind of like the whole cycle, right? Um, and yeah. Circle of life yeah. of discipleship. <laughs> Yeah. Um, in my, I think one way we can, you know, broaden our perspective in the connection of faith and career, um, when it came to my particular upbringing, um, my church views certain certain careers as Oof. holier. Oh, holier the than tears, the height. Oh, it's high um, tier, so man. they would prioritize, you know, health, healthcare. Uh, be a doctor, be a nurse, because you should yes. be <laughs> Billy. Um, you should be <laughs> look up to Billy because you should be a channel of Stop. God's healing. Um, or go into being a pastor because definitely Easy. that's a higher it makes calling. so much sense. Um, definitely higher calling or teaching because kids need teachers and that is a holy um a holy work for god and so there's <laughs> just uh when it when it comes when it came to my understanding growing up um i didn't really see that how i could bring my faith into like what i studied for which is like mm-hmm. first i studied to be like a fire protection engineer. Um, so I had a diploma in that. So I didn't understand how I can bring my faith into that. Um, really, if I was still growing up uh, and not really mature in faith and I went into what I'm doing now, which is delivery driver, um, hey, delivery man, the Lord's I, I, work, wouldn't, man. I wouldn't understand how I could bring my faith into that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the church has put has ingrained my into my mind that you know certain jobs and certain 
uh, work mm-hmm. is more important or is holier than other work. So, uh, because those are the only things that God has called people to do, which is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be in waste management and still Holla. work for God. Uh, in fact, like the person that I respect, um, one of the people I respect the most in my home church, uh, he's he's in waste management and he's always like, He's always discipling people. He's always getting people um, to baptize, and he's always Bible giving people Bible studies. Um, and so that's just you know that's him living out his faith in his work. And so we should just view. We should teach our kids. Hey, um, what are you passionate for? Um, and teach them how they can. How, how they can fit their faith in that and how they can not fit their faith in that, but how they can let their faith flow into that workplace and into mm-hmm. that type, into that job. Um, and that we view that all jobs or all work is equal in terms of potential for ministry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I think we can start there. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a really good place to start, like in the house or just like raising kids or new Christians in the sense because you're you want to set them up with the sentiment of like their goal, like our our goal as Christians is to glorify God, and if that's the basis of like their everyday life, and when they think about getting a job, it's not about oh I'm gonna get I want to get this job because like it makes a lot of money, or I want to get this job because um i have good social status and again like the and you even said it like the whole like oh this is a holy work like god has called like people to this holy work because it's like i don't know holier i like like healthcare i don't know why that's a thing why is that a thing um but like you it's it's really encouraging and really um I, i for me it just goes back to the gospel like like um uh just making that the core in which why you should have a job is to um love god and love others and make jesus known yeah so so it's it's if it's to to make it that simple and making that your um your perspective and making you that viewpoint of when you're looking for a job or when you even get a job at all i think that will change the trajectory of how you really treat your faith and really treat god when you're in that job yeah I mean, I got, I feel like I got, um, I got copped out because I chose nursing because I thought it would be a, because like it would be a stable job. <laughs> when I first like naive little kid going into nursing, I'm like, oh, this will be a stable job. Oh, I'll have a job by the end of like university, da, 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 da. But like as the years uh, went by and I grew in, I really grew in my faith, like during my like university mm-hmm. years and flipping that switch from stable job to my goal in life is to glorify god my goal is to make the gospel known my goal is for um loving god and loving my neighbors and then that switched uh nursing from stable job to i'm doing this because i want to love god and love Mm -hmm. others in this in this work that i do and i think that can fit into any job that it may be because like yeah unless jobs that you can't really interact with people not at all <laughs> maybe not indirectly but i mean directly yeah, 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 yeah maybe indirectly yeah i think like when we when we find that um one of our goals um and the reason why god has placed us in our workplace is to really like glorify him in that and to share uh and proclaim who jesus is and what he's done in that workplace i think uh we'll be able to for sure broaden our understanding of like what occupations or like how we navigate occupations overall like mm-hmm. yeah growing up i think i don't know if it's because of our circles or if it's filipinos overall like yeah healthcare workers Theaters. doctors nurses because they care for people you guys already broke this down you know i was yeah, i was um, easy. when i was in high school i was just like st- i was just i was just like part of like a lot of bible studies and then my parents see me read bible and they're like, you know, like, why don't you just become a pastor? 
Like why? Just because I study sense. the Bible? The Too reason why sense. I pray, is it just because I do these things that you, I should become a pastor? This is things that we need to do anyways, respect yeah. irrespective <laughs> of the job we have. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so I think there's like, you know, if I think it would be interesting to, to see that. And like, uh, I feel like I'm going out of like, like compared to you, Billy, I feel like I'm going into something else, like completely different. Yeah, I'm going totally, into the right? arts, which is yeah, not exactly. as secure as I would wish and hope it would be. Mm. Um, and like, yeah, if you guys, if y'all don't know that I, like I did go to, I went to McMaster, I took sciences. I was hoping to become a doctor. And then I just found out that like, that's not something I'm too passionate about, but I also mm-hmm. question like, how can I even glorify God in this? Cause my main goal was to just find financial security and I didn't even get, grades i needed for it anyways because mm-hmm. i was passionate about it uh and, and so and so now I'm, I'm going into media because that's something that i am passionate about that is something that i've like i've seen god has been calling me to and um wanting to bring out like stories and and seeing how i can glorify god with the gifts that he's provided me in media and so it's it's kind of like that it's a whole different perspective than when i have entered into my first the first time in school mm-hmm. um and so it's wild, yeah. And so, like, I guess, like, yeah, just going back to what Billy said, glorifying you know, God. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's key because how can you? Glo- it's really hard to glorify God when what when you're not passionate about what you're doing. Mm, because when you're not passionate yeah. about your doing, about what you're doing and how, what you're working in, then it's so easy to just sludge through it, you know. And to just, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think like to claw and to crawl, and um, you'll find a lot of instances where you'd want to complain, and course, yeah. you'll be really miserable uh, if you view that work other than I think like what you're passionate in, um, mm-hmm. or you don't see how your faith can really fit in that. Um, then you'll find lots of reasons to be miserable and then um, your misery uh, will be seen by others and so you'll you won't be seen in a very good light and in turn god won't be seen in a very good light mm-hmm. so that's really important to just teach kids to be passionate to be passionate with what they're doing um or the young people and to if they're doing something really maybe they're not passionate in um and teaching them to how to walk through their job and through their daily lives if they're not passionate in what they're doing and they're in it already (laughs) then how to walk (laughs) how to walk in their job um in their work life uh, in a way where they can still glorify God even if they're not passionate in it. Interesting. You know? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that calls like I just feel like it just calls for a lot of it just calls for a lot of deep reflection on on why you're why you want a job in the first place. I mean, when you become an adult, you need a job, but <laughs> why you're why you pay desire to be pay the bills. Da, 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 da. Like yeah, 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 yeah. You just you got to really reflect on like why desire to have the job i mean mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh, yeah pay the pay the bills whatever like that would be thing and yeah. maybe do you think we can come up with practical ways of glorifying god in the workplace man that's hard because i feel like it's it, it'll it'll just vary from job to job but i think you can come up with like really general, general principles yeah. that you can really lean on yeah so one um, like I one that I think of is to just like treat people well in the workplace. Yeah. Oh man. I think yeah. I think you can go even more than that. Like like that treating people well is even more. It's like loving them unconditionally, even if they treat you like even if like, like they doo-doo. push against you or they, Yeah. Yeah. Like doo doo. <laughs> like it, it's it's kinda wild. So like right now I'm a barista at a mainstream coffee shop. Well, not drop the name. I don't know if I've had before, um, but <laughs> um, and and it's weird. It's weird and interesting to see that like I've been actually learning a lot from them about what it means to be loving people more, 
Um, and it, it, it's, yeah. And so like, kind of like stepping out of your way to make someone's day, uh, that's the goal. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh like it's yeah it's like obviously like treating people well but how do we as like baristas do more than that how do we make mm-hmm. their day how do we make them feel like they're home with us um wow and so and so kind of like making you know like really fun and great and personalized experiences with them not just not for the money like you know i i, I care less about how much they pay for <laughs> stuff I, I if it was lower less sure I'd, 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 I'd try to bargain that for them but i mean like I don't, you know, I, I think I care more about the human interactions I, I, yeah, I kind of go through in that. And it's cool because then you see that people, you know, are needing hope and they're, they're wanting someone to have conversations. There's reasons why mm. people keep coming back. Um, but then we have regulars. Uh, and I think the sense of regulars provides a sense of community. And I think the community yeah. means that they want to belong somewhere. And if you can be someone um, that they can belong to, I think that can speak volumes into who you are as a person and who, who like the character of God, really just being able to shine through you. Damn. That's great. Yeah. Like every interaction you, sh- every interaction you have with like a human being, it's an opportunity to have that person experience God's love for the first time, like to, to, to experience a love that is unconditional, that is unjudging, that is, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a good yeah. principle to live on, like from job to job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, watch your conversations. Um, it's really easy for us to especially in the workplace to just talk about other people right um i find myself you know like when um so my my company has been sending me a helper with so i'm a delivery driver and that person tends to talk bad about people (laughs) uh other drivers and so i try like i have to be intentional to not join in that and to just Mm. navigate the conversation in a way where i'm not shutting him down um unlovingly and at the same time not talking bad about the other people yeah right Mm. so it's just like watch your conversations in the workplace watch how you conduct yourself um and make sure you don't join in the gossiping mm-hmm. um, and i think that's prevalent in a lot of workplaces yeah um, gossiping 100 percent. people th- who are not liked well yeah like guaranteed there's really one like at least more than <laughs> one conversation at your workplace whether it be like by you or be by someone else near you it's just it's there i see it almost every day i get so i and yeah it's it's really being active and being intentional to not engage in those conversations uh i guess another way that you can really be practical like in a workplace and um is also to think the best of people you know like mm, people yeah. might have a crappy day then maybe that's why they lash out at you in anger it doesn't mean that they're rude it doesn't mean that they are inherently evil or uh always no menacing right there, there's reasons you know maybe their maybe their parent their mom or dad died that morning and they have yeah, no one else yeah. to you know right you gotta think the best of people and that's hard um and also when they leave the store or when they leave you not to talk crap about them um i i think it's it's it'll be good to practice like um just kind of like thinking like of all the outcomes of why they might be behaving that way yeah. um or and just yeah just think of the best Think of best of the the people you interact at the workplace, your coworkers, your customers, or even if even if even with your family and with your friends as well. That's true. Yeah, having that grace, like really showing them that grace that it does. They're not doing it because they're inherently evil. Evil. I don't really don't think people are that inherently evil. Yeah. There's just a lot of things in below the surface yeah, that's happening. Yeah, below the surface, yeah. and you can't take any all of that for just like surface level stuff, like people outlashing in their character yeah i think yeah. that you can be graceful in that when people gossip i mean do you just like listen during the gossip like what do you guys do because i <laughs> i feel like i don't know how we got here you know what i, <laughs> I feel I, like I, I have a bad <laughs> habit of just listening to the gossip i try to 
put in perspective in like the graceful thought like oh hey what if da 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 or this happened or maybe this that's how i i try to combat it but sometimes i'm just like yeah it's fun listening <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah it tends to be because of our the the i guess like the condition of our hearts is it's still broken it's still sinful and it's yeah. still fun uh i'm just gonna be honest like for me it's fun to listen <laughs> people don't like other people right yeah. um but i think we should go to get to a place where um we have a good relationship with people who talk to us mm. and they know where we're coming from and to in a place where we can shut that down in an appropriate way and mm. let them see like maybe there's something going wrong with the other person yeah um to give people the benefit of the doubt right yeah I, I handle gossip in like three ways. And honestly, I am honestly just growing into knowing how because I suck at dealing with stuff like that. Um, and I think one of, one of the ways that I deal with it is walking away because I think that I will probably uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's one of our weaknesses, right? And you don't want to like start thinking bad about other people. So you just, I just kind of just walk away from that. Uh, the, second, the second thing that I do is um, maybe, you know, I've, I've been done this. I would like to. Just be Ooh, calling so on them. Theoretical. And be like, theoretical. Hey, this is the theoretical. Hey, calling them out. Like, hey, stop God, it. Hey, stop it. You guys are being mean and bad. <laughs> no. But you know what? That leads to them. It leads to uh, feeling insecure. <laughs> it, it makes it then makes me feel insecure because I'm like, oh, if they talk about other people badly, then that means they're going to talk about me telling them to stop gossiping. So they're going to gossip about me telling them to not gossip. So it's just like, I don't ah, want them to talk about me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then and the third one would be, uh, I think this is one I kind of do more often. If it gets kind of out of hand, I'd be like, in a joking way, I'd be like, it maybe you had a bad day. Maybe, you know, he misses his puppy. <laughs> That's why he's so mean. This I don't know. So I kind of wow. just say it in a joking way or something uh, along the lines. But in the, obviously in the same tone as how they've been like interacting with one another. Not out of like yeah, an aggressive yeah, yeah, yeah. tone. Um, yeah. But just, yeah, just kind of still being vocal about having the best intent. Uh, thinking of people in the best way. Wow. Yeah. This turned into how to deal with toxic work environments. <laughs> but I mean, yo, but I mean if I mean <laughs> if you had um but if we if we had uh what is that word that we used? Um vocational discipleship. Then these are ways that you know you can learn from someone on how to yeah. deal with toxic work environments. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Right? Um Yeah. Are we your mentors? <laughs> Can we continue talking about this, like these problems on the job and how we deal with it as a Christian? This is great. We'll just turn this, just name the podcast Job and Faith so it's more general. And then we'll be, we can, we're able to talk about this topic. That's a more, yeah. It's a more specific niche another podcast. Niche um, yeah. Another part is to just be, to just do your best, I guess. Uh, you don't want to be known as a lazy person especially if they know you're a christian Uh oh that's a no-no i think um i i think ecclesiastes 9 10 it says whatever you find to do with your hands do it with all your might um and it's just key for people to know us as hardworking and competent people and not to be lazy um and that just it's just good witness being a good witness overall so yeah wow i'm convicted it's so funny because like being a nurse you have like day shifts and night shifts the day shifts i'm like whizzing around like trying my best and then night shift it's like very sometimes it's like quiet and i'm just like i'm gonna chill yeah mm, yeah it's like funny fighting against that like that inner desire to just like be comfortable and it's like just the job just to go to the job just to do the job um i just want to say one more thing uh, I think, like, I just came to the realization that, like, I really don't like when they talk about being a pastor as full-time ministry. Oof. Uh, because I think that further divides the line of faith and career. Because we, sh- we should all view our, all our lives, all aspects of our life, our lives as full-time ministry. 
So when we say that a pastor is in full-time ministry, that really denotes that everyone else is in part-time ministry. Um, and that is not healthy in terms of how we should live as Christians um, because we should view our, like, every aspect of our lives as full-time ministry, right? Like, yeah, all of our, you know, when it comes to family, when it comes to work, when it comes to school, when it comes to church, like, all aspects of our lives, we should all, as Christians, whether we're pastors or not, um, paid, um, paid staff in a church or not, we should view ourselves as in full-time ministry. Mm. So mm-hmm. maybe we should say he's in paid ministry. <laughs> yeah, paid no. ministry. That's so true. Yeah, because we're we all, are in all full-time. We're, we ministry. are. You gotta look. We got all gotta look at ourselves as pastors. Like we all are people to to reach out to others. We're all people to pray for others. We're all people to spread the gospel. So. Yeah. Hey guys, everyone, become a pastor now. Priest of all, priesthood of all believers. Oh, right? here we go. Yeah. So I think that brings us to the end of the episode. And we just want to thank you for joining us in this episode. Um, we hope that whatever was discussed here has been enlightening and has helped equip you, um, equip you all in your respective ministries and respective jobs and workplaces. Um, as always, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the handle at the Prodigals Pod. Uh, we're here every Wednesday, so yeah, be on the lookout. Um, and if you like us, please subscribe and follow us so that we can be all that so that you can always be up to date with our episodes. And if you could do so kindly please leave us a rating and review and that way we are we'll, we will be able to reach more people out there in the world and yeah that's all we have that's all that we have for you today and we'll see you next week and we hope that you stay blessed and that you stay faithful that you join us for another episode of the prodigals podcast the prodigals